Welcome to Orphan Amy, this is Saratova. That's okay. We are seeing the revolution in Parshat Vayishlach. And really, we're learning it together with Yates Kisle. So there's obviously a massive revolution there. Let's look. When we're standing just before Yates Kisle, we're looking at Parshat Vayishlach, and then Parshat Vayeshev, which starts, you know, at the end of the week. What is the Chiddush and the Abayt of Yaakov in Vayishlach and Vayeshev? Because we already learn about Yaakov Avinu in Parsha Tovah. He's born. And in fact, he's born with a twin. Yaakov Avinu and Morin Parsha. They are born together, and it's all about, all of Jewish history is about this birth, giving birth to these two boys that then, you know, the father of Yaakov and the father of Esav and everything that goes on with us is all wrapped up with that and has been throughout history. And so, and yet then we come to a point of Parsha, uh, uh, a point in history, or rather a point in the Parsha, Parsha for the Yishla, um, and Parsha Vayeshev, that is talking about the end of the Birurim. The Birurim, the purifying of Lovin and the purification of Asaph. That That means that means we're speaking about a situation first, they're born, they go through all of history, they go through all of this, and then, and what are we doing between Asaph and Yaakov? We're purifying Asaph. Purifying Asaph. The guy is a bad guy, right? The guy is someone who needs all that purification. <laughs> He's born together with us, and it's, what a journey throughout history. And then we, and then we, and then we come to this point. Where we've come to the end of the bureau. What kind of bureau are we doing? Purification of Lavan and purification of Asaph. To such an extent that Yaakov is ready for the situation of Yemaisa Mashiach. So we're talking about a situation where Yaakov was already ready for the situation of Yemaisa Mashiach. Here's the question. When is, we are Yaakov of at what point is Yaakov ready for the Geula? Because Vayishlach Yaakov, he sent Malachim, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim Lafanav El Esav, El Esav Achiv Artisayim. This is what it's all about. This week, this Parsha, is all about sending these Malachim to Esav. You have this enemy. You have this enemy that is out to get you, or at least that's the way it started off in history. Eventually it comes to a change in Yemais Mashiach. But in the meantime, in the middle of this journey, Yaakov is sending his malachim to Esav, you know, how are we going to work this all out? Because ultimately, we're going to go to Har Esav, to Har Seyer together. So how do we, how do we approach this rift between us and Esav? And why is he sending the malachim way back then in history? To tell him that Nidvam Renishlam, Ketafas Vashlemus, we're done. We finished the sparks, we finished the mirror, we finished the, 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 everything and it's all purified. It's now in a whole different situation ready for the gula. And the time has come to go together. Abba el Adaini Seira. She comes to Seira, it says in the Parsha, like in Yemaisa Mashiach, as it says in the end of the Haftarah Parsha by Yishla, they all go up to judge Har Esav. 
And then the whole kingdom will belong to Hashem. And then, Vayeshev Yaakov. Yaakov Dinu wants to sit in peace. Obviously, the peace is the peace of the Yemites It's not that fake peace. You give in, I'm unhappy. I give in, you're unhappy. You know, whatever it is. It's not the fake peace. It's the real peace. Whole peace. But here we're talking about that the Geisha of Yaakov, Yaakov wanted peace until now you have this problem with Yaakov. And then you have peace again in the shrine. But ultimately, the Shalva, the true peace in Yemaitha Mashiach, when you'll have true Padre Nafshi, when the enemy will be your ally. That's a whole concept for a different time. And you will have true peace. It's not all about getting rid of all the bad guys. Some bad guys we have to get rid of. A mullet, we're told, him you don't fix. Him you, you, you need to destroy. Period. And the other ones, they need to be transformed. But the Alter, the Middle River brings that the true union of the Vishal Nafshi will be in Yemaitha Mashiach. Even higher than the way it was at the time of David and Allah. The difference between the situation of Yaakov when he's doing Birurim versus the, when he's finished. So imagine that. There's Yaakov Avinu. He has all this purification to do. He's in the middle of the process. And then there's Yaakov Avinu. It's done. Can you imagine the difference between all of the years of history when we're doing the Birur? We're in the mud, in the muck of everything, and we have to do it, as opposed to, it is done. It's like the difference between the moon, as it's receiving from the sun, versus when it's done receiving. So when it's done receiving, that means they become equals, they become one unit, and there's a shining of the sun and the moon together, that you can't have anything. You never had anything like this in history before. It's done. The tough work is done. Now it's a different thing. So, and Yaakov is compared to the moon, the Marakasan, he's called the small one. And we know that the moon, we know this, the Marakasan, why was it made small? Tayu of Tayu, the vessels of Tayu were too intense. So they, the sparks of Kedusha fell down here, and therefore you have, this is all Kabbalistic, the sparks of, uh, the sparks of Kedusha down here, and therefore you have the Arida of the sphere of Malchus. Malchus actually goes down in level, status, that's good and that's bad. I mean, it's a degradation of Malchus. On the other hand, when Malchus degrades itself, it goes to places that are maybe not so appropriate, but it sure does some powerful work. And the same thing you could say, you know, when you think of a Yid, a Yid is Malchus. A Yid goes to places where it's not the best place to be, classically. What that Yid accomplishes in those not such great places is unbelievable. So the Yerida, and all of this becomes not only possible, but necessary. Malchus goes down to some grungy places. A descent for Malchus, it goes all the way 
it becomes a receiver. Malchus becomes a receiver. The moon becomes a receiver. We become a receiver. How should, we should be receivers? Tremesov? Are you joking? We should spend some 3,000 years of history in which Esau is pretending that he's the real leader and it's all fake news and, and, and everything that goes on is, is, is like the blood libel. Everybody knows it's a lie and they pretend it's the truth and everybody, everybody does the charade of pretending it's the truth and everybody knows it's not the truth and they get away with it. They get away with pretending they're the mushfiim and they're the wise ones with all the power, with all the money, and it's all fake news. So we become like the moon. You know, we look like, well, we, the whole idea of Shlain of the Art, of Eretz Yisrael, is a situation of, there's a sikh of the Lubav Shurebbe in which the Rebbe says, Rashes, face Rashes. The whole world was created for Tyra and Yisrael. And then the Rebbe says that after everything that we've just discussed, the Tyra says, how are you able to come and say, we need the United States and we need their money? So we have to do what they say, even if it's not smart. If, if, if the U.S. says, do this politically, we have to do it, even if it's, God forbid, to cook nefesh for us, because we depend on their money. And the Rebbe's saying, which part of... The whole world was created for Yidden and Tyra. Did you not hear? How can you tell me you're dependent on American money when I just told you that you get directly from God what you need because the whole world was created not for America, for you. So we're saying, so why did this moon, why did we become so small, these little nebuchs that we depend on American money and we depend on this and we depend on the favors of Asav and he seems like the big guy and it's all fake news and we all know it. How do we get that way? And then it says, me, Yakum, Yakuki, Kazanu, you know, but we're the ones who are supposed to be the lions, but we're like the moon. The moon is made small temporarily until it steps into its full power when it becomes one with the mashpia, and then there's no stopping us. We, we step into the truth. Not only do we step into our own truth, we step into the truth for the entire world. Finally, the entire world feels like, you know, mazel tov. You know, they, they oppress us for all of history, and then at the end, what do you think they're going to say? Well, we were waiting for you to say the truth. Hello. You told us you would cut off our heads, God forbid, if we said the truth, right, in Roman times, at the story of Hanukkah. Sure, say the truth. Chop up your head, God forbid. And then what are they going to say? Well, I'm waiting for you to say the truth. Why didn't you stand up and say the truth? They'll conveniently forget to mention that they threatened us if we dared to say the truth of who we really are. But the moment has come. That's through the mirror. That's the process of the mirror of the purification. When we're mucking through the mud to figure out who's, re- who's really... Who's really the Mashpia? Who's really the Makabal? But the moment that that's done and the viewer is completed, stop playing. There's no more time for games to pretend that no, they're the real Mashpia. They really have truth. They don't have truth. And not only do we know it, they sense it. And then they're annoyed with us that we don't stand up for truth and, and like, Eretz Yisrael belongs to us, etc. Then they're annoyed with us because they can't be who they were created to be unless we are whom we were created to be. 
so this is all in the Parsha. And we'll see in a minute how the Rebbe is saying the giver has been completed. You're going to see it in a few minutes. So now we understand that the diminishing of the moon, made small, is, because, as we said, because of Shvirtha came of Tayu. You have this, these vessels in Tayu that just get shattered because the light is so strong. The light of our truth is so strong. That's why nobody wants us around. Because we're too powerful. So, and, and as we say, Malchus went down, down, down to the world of Bria Tiresia to purify the sparks of Tayu. So what does that mean? It means that the situation of the moon as a recipient is for a purpose. For the Avaita Birurim. But when we get to the end of the Avaita Birurim, well then we no longer have to be small. We only needed to be small to receive and to do this Avaita Birur. But when we're finished with Birur, you know, in other words, put it this way. I don't know, anybody, any, you know, anybody who is not an American listening to this, I remember, um, you know, I had a green card for 25 years. And one day, you know, they said, after 9-11, you better get citizenship. Canadians never want to become Americans. You know, we're, you know, like, no, I'm Canadian. At some, some point, they said, it's a good idea to become an American for various reasons. Good. So, you have to study all the things and, you know, answer all the questions about the flag and the... 13 colonies and all this other stuff. And um, I went to take my test and, and get my citizenship. The minute they gave me my citizenship, the minute they gave me my American citizenship, the first thing they did is take away my green card. What they were saying is the viewer is over. You're no longer in the process of becoming an American citizen. It's done. We take away your green card on the spot. On the spot. I know whoever, you know, had to become an American, they take away your green card on the spot. The viewer is completed. You've done the process. You went through the whole process of becoming. Now it's done. Now it's done. So... At the end of the Abayt of Durum, now we can understand, transpose this to the, to the Siva and to the Parsha. We have spent all of history doing Durum, purifying, purifying Asa, purifying the, the, the sparks that fell from the world of Tayu, etc. It's done. D-O-N-E, done. So when it comes to it being done, the end, the Gemara of Vaitis Abirum, about the Gemara of Vaitis Abirum, when the, when the Bureau is completed, and we're going to see in a second, is it or isn't it? Let's just say in theory, when the Bureau will be completed, the moon will no longer be a receiver. It will be one, it will be on par with one with the light of the sun. Shneham Iris Agadayim. Two equal Iris, they're not even two anymore, they become one. It's no longer, oh, you have, the, the moon gets to have the same status as the sun. There's no more moon and sun. It becomes, you know, mun or soon, or, you know, <laughs> we want the mun soon, you know, soon, sun, moon. It becomes one unit. So, of course, we're going to see in a second, did we get to that point, that moment in history? And we see it in Parshish Vayishlach because Yaakov Avinu sends Malachim Lefanov to his brother Esau. Because, what do you mean Lefanov? He sends in front of him, he sends Malachim. Well, I would too if I was going to meet up with Asa. 
Yaakov, his source is from the world of Tikkun. And he sent Malachim in front of him, Lafana, to a place that's higher than him, to the world of Taihu. Esav is from the world of Taihu. He sent Malachim up from Tikkun, where he's from, where we're from, to the world of Taihu. Because according to the Shaykhs of Yaakov, according to Yaakov, Yaakov figured that Esav was already purified. And that he went back to his source in the Makisim of Taihu. So he sent Malachim there to bring down the Makifim of Taira to himself down here in the world of Tikkun, which is the level of Arpanini. Okay, to be, that's it's a yummy, uh, yummy two sentences, two, uh, two lines to be analyzed at different times. But he essentially sent, Yaakov senses that Asaph has something that we want. We are mentioned. We are from a menschlich world. Look at the difference between us and, you know, them. I don't mean all of them, but, you know, on Simchas Taira, on Shminiya Teres this year, um, you, it became very clear the difference between us and them. Let's just say that. The victims, or, or, or supposedly, and, and Rachman funds the, the monsters. They come from the world of Taihu. The whole Shminiya Teres was about Taihu, in, insanity, wild insanity. Who needs it? Be a mensch. Be quiet, nice, little Yaakov Avinu. Quiet. Do your quiet little Levita. Very angle, you know. Don't talk too loud. Don't bother anybody. Don't run up to anybody on the street. Just stay in your own little circle, quietly, being all angle. And then and, and, and know your place. Says Tyra, know your place? Excuse me? You mean your place as like a little receiver? That's so old-fashioned. What kind of a place as a, re- as a receiver? What kind of a place as a receiver? Yaakov Avinu is the idle one, the quiet one, sitting and learning Tyra, and Asaph is going out and uh, partying. But the most... The, mo- the moment comes in history when it is time. The bureau has been completed. It's time for us to grab what Asav has. What does he have? He comes from the world of Taihu. It's a place of wild, massive light. It's time for us to grab those wild, massive lights of the world of Taihu. Right? We've heard the statement. Bring, bring Mashiach away. The lights of Taihu brought into the vessels of Tikkun. We're from the world of Tikkun. Asaph is from the world of Taihu. We have something. He has something that we need. What? The light of Taihu. Of course we need to be Adel, but we need to be the lions, the leaders, the proactive ones, the, the, on the offensive, not just on the defensive. The world, the days of being on the defensive for Yaakovin are over. It's time to be on the, 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 the ones who take the world by storm. Taking the world by storm. Just think about it. Do you get that from the world of Taihu or Tikkun? In the world of Tikkun, there's no storm. There's no taking the world. You're quiet. You're sitting there quietly like a little Shepsula, doing what you're told, being obedient. Right? In the world of Tikkun. Taking the world by storm comes from the world of Taihu. That's a problem. We don't, we're not from the world of, of, of Taihu. No problem, Yepsula. Right? Your neighbor next door, John McPherson, he's from the world of Taihu, right? 
Yeah. He's Asa, right? He's from the world of Taihu. Take it from him. Take it from him. You, we need to take from Asa what he has that is ultimately supposed to belong to us. The life of Taihu. You don't take the world by storm if you're so able that you sit in your little place and you don't make a peace and you do whatever you're told to do. You don't break... In the world of Sikha, nobody breaks... There's no Uparatsa. Nobody breaks boundaries. You know, we just learned that the word... The word um Shin, Hellish, you know, it has to do with breaking through boundaries. Let's call it that. Invading, breaking through boundaries. Christian, Palestinian, you know, all that, whatever. We don't want to, yeah. right, right, right. We don't want to go into it too much. Breaking through boundaries. And we saw breaking through boundaries. But the ultimate of breaking through boundaries, we say, oh, breaking through boundaries is, is horrific. It's, 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 it's unspeakable. It's monstrous. Wait a minute. So why are we seeing Uferasta? Why are we seeing Uferasta? What is Uferasta telling us? Break through boundaries. Just, right? What they did, we're supposed to own that. There's a fence between spiritual and physical. Break through. Who cares how much technology there is to make sure you can't break through the fence? Break through the fence and invade. That quality is supposed to belong to us. Invade the world of Gashmias and, 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 and take it over with holiness and steal it. Because it really always belonged to you. The physical world and, and the world that is totally resistant to godliness, break all the barriers, break through the fence, come in, invade, take over, you know, with submachine guns, take over the physical world for Hashem. So even they have lights, so we say, we want those lights. But Asaph has those lights, which are the, the light of Taiwan will give you the ability to storm the world in a massive way and not stop, just storm the world, but you have to do it in a way that Yaakov Avinu, with his wisdom, wisdom, has built up wisdom throughout all the generations by his deep connection to Tyre and his dedication to Tyre. Yaakov Avinu has built up a wisdom that is unparalleled. So obviously, we learned how to do it wrong. Vishmaniyaseras. If you want to know how to storm the world by force, all you have to do is watch the videos of Shmini. You shouldn't really watch the videos. Watch the video of Shmaniyaseras. It literally teaches us the example. I'll backtrack for a second before I say that because people will be upset. How do you know how not to be in leadership? Study Paro. You get to know how not to be in with your leadership. What do you mean? Because Pyro says, I'm God and I'm the creator of the world and I created myself and all that. Well, great. I always wondered how not to be with my leadership. So how should I be? Study Maishurbenu. But I don't quite, when I'm studying Maishurbenu and wanting to know how to be, it's a little bit hard to understand and digest because he's so holy. But if I watch Pyro, it gives me a lot more depth in understanding what to do with my leadership how to do it right and how to do it wrong. And then, then I can create my own blend in the middle. If you want to know how not to do Ufarasta, how to do Ufarasta wrong, watch what happened on Shminiya Sarah in Eric Yisrael. That's how to do it wrong. 
Gavde. That's coming from total Kupa. I mean, Kaya So from that, we backtrack and say, from them we take, from them we take the lights of Taihu, which enable us to break through all the boundaries, do a Faratza, break through all the limitations that hold us back of, of the physical world and say, we're taking you over with the holiness of Hashem. The only thing is we're coming from truth and they're coming from, God forbid, evil. So, but in these weeks, when Yaakov and Esau, when it's all working out between Yaakov and Esau, this is the battle. And it's in, told us, that we take from Esau the lights of Tainu in order to accomplish this. Um, as it says, Vayishlach says, it starts off saying, um, Yaakov went to Esau. He sent Malachim up to Esau for what? To get the lights of Tayu. And Yaakov thought, oh, he's already purified. He wasn't. <laughs> Yaakov got, I guess Yaakov was so tamimistic that he thought for sure Esau is purified. I'm purified. You know, he got his character is wrong. But Yaakov's intention was to bring down the level of Makif and Masayu down into his world, to get that, that, those powerful lights into his world, and then what we would have is true power in the world of truth, and that is called, there's a name to that. What happens when you have powerful, powerful tools and powerful light embedded in the world of truth? Called Orpinimi called Orpanimi. And you have Orpanimi and Ormakif together. You have all the external stuff and all the internal stuff, and you have it in a way of Orpanimi. That the Makif should actually shine into you and into all of truth in a very powerful way. We haven't had to interact with eight of all of these all of these centuries just to make ourselves crazy. We we had to interact with him because he has what ultimately we need and we have to take. So now we're going to understand, and, and the, that brings us to a point where the moon no longer receives from the sun. They become one. Isn't it funny? Where are the two? We know we need to become one with Hashem. Where are we going to get? I don't know how to do that. How am I going to become one with Hashem? Just take the light away from Esau. He's got, he's got what it takes. He's got the missing piece that enables us to unify with Hashem in a way of breaking through all of the limitations. We feel like, I'm no tzaddik. I could never do that. You know, it's interesting because we have a sense of, you know, I'm just not a tzaddik. I have to know my place and know what I'm capable of doing. They don't know what they're capable of doing. In other words, they're, they're like, you know, we want to be appropriate. Asaph doesn't want to be appropriate. So in this case, Hashem says, I want you to be inappropriately chutzpidic in demanding unity with me. So well, where are we going to learn how to be inappropriate? Well, Asaph knows how. Why don't you watch him? Right? He knows how. Take his, his ability. We want to use, what was inappropriateness created for? For Kedusha. To break through the limitations of like, I'm too small a person to be one with Hashem. But all of this happened, the moon was made small in order that this whole process would, would happen. Um, 
And again, what we're saying is, how does it all happen at the end? The beer of the sparks of Taihu are finished. Now they're finished? Oh, so we're going to see in one second. Are they finished? Okay. So now, one more point here, and we're going to see <laughs> if, if, if that's the case. Even though from the level of Yaakov Avinu, he had already finished his beer and his, his, his purification, he was ready for the Geula. So he said, I'm ready for the Geula. I bet my brother's also ready for the Geula. Huh. Good luck. Right? He did because he was already ready. And it would have been true, and that's why he sent Malachim, to say to his brother, Hey, let's go together to, to, to Yemaisa Mashiach. And that's why he wanted to sit in peace. He said, I'm ready. I bet my brother is ready too. I bet Asaph is ready too. Let's go together to Geula. And we'll sit in peace. You know, like what you see going on in America now. You know, peace, Peace, love, dove, you know, it's a ridiculous kind of a peace. It didn't really happen in the world, this peace. Why not? Asa wasn't ready. But here says the, 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 the Lubavitcher Rebbe that after everything we've done, everything we've done throughout, we as Yidin throughout all the generations, including after the revelation of Tursach, Hasidus, and Yosef's that that really began breaking through all the boundaries of the world and spreading truth into the world, and even more so throughout the generations, all seven generations of Rebbeim, and spreading to every corner of the world. Here we go. Revolution. Now, we have, the, we have completed and finished all in Yanim from the point of view of the world. Remember we just said, Yaakov, 3,000 years ago, Yaakov Avinu was ready. He thought Esav, Esav is kind of the guy from the world. You know, he hangs out in the field and eat, drink, and be merry. The world wasn't ready. Yaakov was ready. Truth was ready. Tyre was ready. The world wasn't ready. Now, it's all been completed because of our Avaida, Messirah Nefesh, Kiddush Hashem, Shema Yisrael, all of that real tough stuff. And now, from the point of view of the world, it is ready. We've been told by the Fredrik Rebbe, we've already completed all in Yanma Vavaita, we've already even polished the buttons, and everything is ready for Bias and Mashiach. So now we understand. So what are we doing now? 3,300 and some years, we're doing dearer. We're going and we're doing mitzvahs and we're elevating the sparks and pulling out the sparks of holiness out of that tuna fish sandwich, you know, etc. And out, out of the gasoline in the card, we're lifting them out and we're doing mitzvahs and we're lighting candles. We're doing all that and we're pulling out the sparks of Kedusha and leaving the rest, you know, go by the wayside and we're lifting up these sparks of Kedusha. Done. D-O-N-E. Done. Even on the level of the world, the world is now ready for our life. Repeat, the world is, I'm not saying this, the world, as we have been told by the Rebbe Rayat, we finished polishing the buttons, we finished all the Avaita that we need to do, the world is now ready to receive our life. Not me, I'm not saying it, the Rebbe Rayat and the Rebbe. And the Rebbe Rayat really incorporates with him, in him, all seven, all six generations of Rebbeim, the Altar Rebbe, Mishra Rebbe, etc., etc., down to the Rebbe Rayat, and then 
unifies with the Rebbe Zavayda, all seven generations of Chabad, they all agree on one thing. The world is now ready for our light. The light of Mashiach. So what are we doing now? We purified everything. We made, okay, so let's see. I spent, you know, six months working on this pottery, you know, to, you know, to form it and put it in the oven and bake it and then I paint it and then I paint it again and then I gloss it and then I this. And one day it's ready, ready, ready. I need this cup. Been working on it for six months. What do you do when you find You paint a painting. You've been working on a painting for six months. At the end of six months, you're done with the painting. There's nothing else to do with it. Use it now. Use it to light up the world. There are no more touches to put on the painting. Or I made this, this cup, this pottery cup. Pour something into it and drink. No more preparing. This is it. So the Hemshech of Vayda as long as Mashiach Tetkenu is somehow Mishakev Me'ezasiba Dilti Yadum of Venezuela, as long as Mashiach Tetkenu is somehow still held back for some inexplicable reason, what are we here to do? Eina Avaidis Habirum. We're no longer, the Avaidah we have to do now is no longer the Avaidah Birum. Why not? Because the Avaidah Birum is done. So what are we supposed to do now? Go on vacation? Where are you going to go? Waikiki Beach? Where are you going to go? Uh, Gaza? No. Where are you going to go? Right? <laughs> so what is the Avaidah now? Avaidah miuchedes lahavi hiskalos b'fayolam. Our Avaidah is a special Avaidah to bring the revelation in the world. In other words, the light of Mashiach is being drawn down into the world. So what's next? Get everybody to see it. Get every, I'm just going to tell you that a number of years ago, somebody, Baruch Hashem, that we know, was having their 90th birthday. So a bunch of people came over, they went over to a certain place, and they set up the dining room really nice for the 90th birthday. And everybody was sitting talking to this, this person in the living room. She was sitting one room away from it. And, and, you know, very nice. She's not, she's just talking to them. And eventually they say, happy birthday. And she's like, what? And they turn on the lights in the dining room and there's this whole party. It's not like it was, it was, nobody put up a, you know, a wall there. It was the same dining room. She just didn't notice it. <laughs> and all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much. So sitting there the whole time, she just didn't see it. <laughs> we're being told that we're now at the point where, and we're going to see one more, point here through through the Parsha, we're being told that the world is now filling up with the light of Mashiach. Now whatever we do when we do misses, we're filling the world with the light of Mashiach. Our job is to get them to see the light. That light of Mashiach. And the Maila of this generation we see in the Haftira of Vayishla. Bahaya Beis Yaakov Eish, Ubeis Yaisaf Lahava, Ubeis Eisa Makash. One of the tradition of Yaisif, of Yaisif and those who base Yaisif, we're talking about the Rebbe Yas, the sixth generation, is, is, and it comes from the first, Yaisif Yitzchak, the Rebbe Yas, and it comes from the very, and his first name is Yaisif. One of the tradition of his generation relative to all the generations before, 
is what? Um, through him, you have in every single corner of the world. And, and in a way that, let's, let's just look at these words. What does it say? Beis Yaakov is fire. And Beis Yaakov is, what's Lahava? Also fire, flames. Beis Yaakov is fire. Yaakov is fire. The house of Yaakov is fire. The house of Yaakov is also is a flame. And base Asaph. So how do you start a fire? How do you feed a fire? You need straw. Asaph is the straw for the fire. Use his straw for your fire. He's a, that's what that Sarah thinks. Use his straw to feed your fire. He is straw. You know, you throw more straw into the fire. It's dry straw. The fire is even stronger. And if we do that, and we have to do that, then we inherit the negative. We inherit our Asaph. We get all of what he's been hanging on to illegally all these years. And the goat that goes all the way to France, which France was the bottom of the barrel of Khalifa, and we inherit our negative, and we all go and the Moshim go up to Hartzian to, to judge Haresav, and everything falls into place. Take his kaichas, use them out for our fire, the fire of truth, the fire of Mashiach. That's what the Hatsar is saying. So to end off, how to do it? Shabbat cards, etc. Uh, take his tools. I didn't create Instagram, right? Whoever it is that writes, I don't own uh, Twitter. I don't own, you know, use it. He's paying for it. I'll use it. <laughs> or, or whatever. Right? That makes sense? Um, and so, um, we're ending off with this. That we're talking about, as it says, and speaking about this gullus that goes all the way to Tsorfash. Because in the time of the Alt Rebbe, of the Balatanya, there was, um, you did not have the revelation of Hafatus Haris Chassidus so much in Tsorfash. It was a tremendous klipa. It was the lowest of the lowest of the low, to the extent that the Balatanya was a, had, it was a tremendous battle to win over Napoleon. Because because it was such an intense klipa, and now but Sorfas is the gematria of seven hundred and seventy, the shlemus of the number of the number seven as it is times ten times ten, um, and all of that put together seventy with 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 with, with seven hundred. And what do you what does that mean? We're talking about the purification of the the country of France is implied in this number. And the, and the purification of the lowest of the low, once you lift up the lowest of the low, you lift up everything with it. So we're talking about lifting up the lowest klipa. It's no longer Mitzrayim because it moved to France. That klipa of I'm the one, you know, my strength gives me the ability, it moved to, it moved to the country of France. And yet we've completed the Bira, and we see France now, it's a place where people are learning Tyra, you know, doing, you know, amazing things. So the Bira of the world, we can clock it by watching France. The world that was created in seven days, and Shiva Simea Binyan, etc., 
we can walk, clock it by watching what's happening in France and see in France and see what's going on. And the Bureau of Sorfus, the number seven seventy, um, is done through this fire uh, of Beis Yisus and all all the way to Beis Yisus This bias where you have the Rebbe Rayat all his last ten years in this physical world, and from there it goes out to the entire world. The Avite of Beis Yisus, which is the number seven seventy goes out to the entire world. And Sorfas is the word Harapsta. Just what those monsters are doing. They're doing 770. They're doing 770. Those monsters did 770. They did Harapsta. They broke through all of the boundaries. So we see that they did Paratsa, they did Sorfas. Wow. Sorfas is the lowest of the low as it's transformed. They they literally broke through. They do Paratsa. Our job is Christus Kalagadarn, to break through all the boundaries. Not just in a way that you break through the boundaries of how much Tyra can go into the world and how low Tyra can go. But even more, from the level of the toxin to get the world to, to break through its own, to do sarfas parasta, to get through the, to the world, to break through its own boundaries, as you see all these chilonim in Israel who don't want to do anything that reminds them of, of the dachim, they found a way. They decided that tzitzis and tzillin has nothing to do with dachim. It's, it's, it's everybody, you wear socks, you tie your shoes, you 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 know what I'm saying? You drink water. You wear this. This is just basic stuff. That means that the lowest of the world, the natural world, it became a place where it becomes weak. What they're saying is, fillin and and tzitzis, tzitzit, belong to regular people. They don't belong to religious people. It's the territory of regular people. It's what normal people do. You go to the drugstore and you buy. Ten cream foot cream, you buy yourself a pair of stitches. They now took it over. They own it. That is the whole point. To get to the, the world to the point where it thinks that it was Mechadish, it owns truth, but real truth. And through this, we'll come to Parat Alecha Paris, Zemashiach, as it says, Allah Paris, this man. May we find ourselves this kiss laid in the Gula Mitzvah in a way of Ufaratza, in the lowest of the lowest of the realms, in a way of no suffering for any reason, but just pure simcha. May it be immediately now.